Hello and welcome to an episode of Accessible Airwaves on CGSW 90.9 FM. This program is dedicated to the education and exploration of disabled life. Giving voice to the life and experience of people with disabilities. We cover a wide array of issues and disabilities. We are people who discuss issues we are passionate about. And topics we are interested in. We show how disability is in, in the, the mind, mind of the beholder. My name is John Aguilar. And I will be interviewing Laura Campbell of the Real Abilities Film Festival in Toronto. Real Abilities Toronto is the only Canadian chapter of the film festival and is the largest film festival in North America, dedicated to showcasing shorts, features, and documentaries about deaf and disability cultures. Hey, Laura. Hi, John. How are you? I am great. We're glad to have you on. It's a pleasure to be here. Yep. Laura, can you tell us about the Real Abilities Film Festival in Toronto? How did this festival begin and what is the history? The Real Abilities Film Festival started in 2006, seven, 2007 in New York City. Um, the Real Abilities Film Festival Toronto is a chapter of Real Abilities New York. Um, and so a member from the Miles Nadal JCC, Jewish Community Center in Toronto, went to visit the New York chapter um, about eight years ago um, and saw what they were doing there and saw what an incredible opportunity it was. And when she came back to Toronto, she decided to create a chapter there. So we are going into our ninth year in 2024. That is interesting. Huh? Uh, yeah. A little bit more about the history of it. So um, the Miles Nadal JCC is very dedicated to working with um, different marginalized folks and works a lot with the disabled and deaf population doing ASL classes. They have after school programs. Um, so it was just a very natural fit for the people that they were already working with there to create a film festival that also would showcase and support folks from the disabled and deaf community as filmmakers. Oh, that's good to hear. How did you become a part of the organization? Do you did you have a film background? Uh, I became part of the organization by the job posting um, just over a year ago or a little under a year ago. Came to me and I sent it to one of my friends and I said, "Oh my gosh, you should apply." And they wrote back and said, no, you should. <laughs> um, uh, I was very busy at the time and I did not think I would have capacity um, to do it. And so I reached out to the team and, and um, I do have a film background. So I came up in, I'm originally from Newfoundland, Canada. And in Newfoundland, I started in theater and then I made my way to Halifax, Nova Scotia, where I started making short films as a producer. Yeah. And then I moved to Toronto to attend the Canadian Film Center producing program. Um, and after I graduated from that program, I then um, produced a bunch of short films and digital series, was nominated for a couple of Canadian Screen Awards and Canadian Comedy Awards. Um, 
And somewhere in there, I became a writer and a director primarily. And so I have an entire writing and directing career as well, which is why I did not think I would have capacity to be the artistic director of a film festival. But so I got in contact with um, the people, the manager at the film festival, who at the time was Linda Lunarazzi, and said, what does this role require? Because I'm, you know, I'm busy and I'm also disabled myself. And um, uh, I work a lot in, I'm also a trans non-binary person. So I work in different areas of advocacy and um, it was part-time, it was flexible. They really understood that my value as an artistic director comes from being a working artist. But in order to be a working artist, I have to have the flexibility to sometimes step away from my role as an artistic director. Um, so when they agreed to that, it was a really easy fit. And that's how it all happened. Wow. Huh. Did you have an interest in advocacy work prior to becoming involved with real abilities? Yes. I, um, at a very young age, and because of the parents that I have, uh, was involved in advocacy work very early on with HIV AIDS and gender parity and things like that. And so um, in my career, I would say uh, in the in the 2000s, it was about kind of advocating for women in film and television specifically and, and the gender gap there. And, you know, still it's only 4% of um, people who are not men who are directors in the world. Um, so I was very passionate about that. And then as I became more comfortable with my role in the queer community, I created numerous mentorship programs um, for uh, 2S LGBTQAI++ community members um, through the Inside Out Film Festival. Um, helped kind of navigate adding pronouns to call sheets as a, a general practice so that places could be more inclusive when it came to our trans and non-binary sibling. And then specifically worked with other organizations that supported BIPOC queer folks um, and co-facilitated multiple programs on how to train the next writers, directors, and producers from those marginalized populations. So it was a uh, I became disabled later in life, and as that happened, my advocacy um, continues to grow as my um, view of the world continues to grow. And so Real Abilities was a really natural evolution of that, I think. Ah, that's interesting. This year was the inaugural short film pitch competition. Could you speak about this experience? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so something that I'm very passionate about is um, actually giving money to people to make movies. There's a lot of programs out there for folks to work on a script or talk about directing or talk about producing. But I really believe that until you actually get boots on the ground and do the work that you can't really learn how to do it. And so um, I, when I became the artistic director, I asked who our community partners were, and I've been fortunate enough to work with William F. White, Grande Camera, um, Front Row Insurance in my career. And so I just reached out to some um, incredible people across Canada and said, you know, this is a film festival dedicated to disabled and deaf folk. You need to help support us, um, empower the next writers and directors and producers. And they were all totally on board. And so um, 
you know, Warner Brother Media Canada was involved. We had tons and tons of different sponsors and we were able to offer a $5,000 cash prize, all of the grip and lighting equipment, the insurance for free, actress support for casting. Um, and so what we did is we opened up applications. I think we had about 50 people apply and we could only pick five, unfortunately. Um, and then we brought in a pitch mentor, Jan Miller, who's this incredible East Coaster who I've been lucky enough to know most of my life. And um, she came in and, and worked with the individuals to create a to pitch. And then we had a public online pitch uh, with a jury of disabled folks. Um, and the five filmmakers pitched their projects. And our winner, Nika, won all of the resources and shot the film in August. And it's currently in post-production now. And so there's a new film out there from the pitch competition. And um, we're very, very proud of that work. Huh, that's interesting. And a cash prize can be more interesting. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> yep. We see that Real Abilities has an amazing mentorship program. Can you share some information about what that will look like? And how will it help the selected mentees? Absolutely. So our mentorship is something that um, we really believe in at the festival. And um, we had just participated in the um, in a writing mentorship program with other partners. And we just saw the need for that. And so the people who work at the festival and I all sat down and I said, you know, what are the other areas that deaf and disabled folks aren't being supported in? And, you know, is it a producing mentorship? Is it a directing mentorship? Is it writing? Is it acting? Is it composing? Is it cinematography? Um, because we can't show up on set the same way. We need different things. And so I came on four months before the next festival. So we weren't going to do all of those. So we picked two. <laughs> mm -hmm. So we did the, um, the acting mentorship and the writing mentorship. And so we reached out to... Uh, writers in film and television and actors in film and television who were quite successful. And so um, Jesse Griffiths, who is an incredibly amazing, cool, powerful casting director, became one of the mentors for the acting program. And then we also reached out to Alexis Bassos, who's a very successful um, actor from community, from uh, disabled community. And so Jesse and Alexa um, and ourselves chose three mentees from across Canada. Um, mm -hmm. And so they were able to have um, combined six hours of one-on-one -on -one mentorship. So they could ask about breaking down scripts or how to do a self-tape or how to get an agent or um, how should they, you know, what are what what does disclosure look like? Because we all kind of struggle with disclosure, I think. Mm -hmm. um, what do we need to say and what don't we need to say? and what's an appropriate question for someone to ask. And so I really wanted more disabled and deaf actors to have access to like private conversations about that so they could be more confident. Um, and then with the writing program, Ophira Kaloff and Anthony Farrell, who's the creator of the television show Shelved and has worked on a million things. And Ophira is a writer from, from disabled community. So the two of them were our mentors. And once again, we picked three um, folks I think out of 37, once again, we had a lot of applications because these programs are really needed. Mm -hmm. um, 
And we hadn't even put the word out too far and wide last year. I think it was pretty Ontario based. And so they got to work with those two writers. Same thing. If you have a feature film script or a television script, or you just want to ask about how to get in a TV writing room, um, what's a writing sample? What does that mean? You know, there's so many questions that writers have that we as disabled and deaf folk don't really get to ask our questions one-on-one -on -one sometimes. And I really think that kind of mentorship is really necessary. So um, we'll be putting out, the, we'll be doing them again this year, maybe with a couple of extra. So we'll be putting out the calls for those um, in January and people can apply. Oh, that's nice. We believe in the importance of engaging the community in arts, but we are also aware that it can present some challenges. Are there any struggles that the organization has encountered over the years? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Short answer, yes. Longer answer, yeah, of course. Um, no two disabled people are the same. We are not a monolith. And, you know, my visual disability is not someone else's visual disability. You know, like how we all navigate the world is so different. And unfortunately, film and television and Canada in general is incredibly behind the United States and the UK when it comes to accessibility. And so we as a festival struggle with being seen as a niche festival. We struggle with being seen as kind of special interest. Um, 25% of Canadians identify as people with a disability. And that number is only increasing as our, as our population ages. So what we struggle with is, I'm going to say being taken seriously. I know that's like a little harsh, but I mean it. Mm -hmm. um, I think not enough people understand that just because we have accommodations that we need doesn't mean we're not creative, doesn't mean we're not um, just as capable of directing or writing or producing or being a sound operator or designing costumes. And so as a festival, I would say we are constantly having to dissuade that thinking before we can even get to the real conversations that we wanna have. And so I hope that that's what's changing culturally. Um, and I think it is, I do see it changing. We would just always love for it to change a bit faster. Yeah. Okay. Can you shine some light on the funding process? How do you build partnerships and find funding? Yes, it depends on what kind of funding you're looking for. You know, there's the funding for you as an individual. If you're a writer, um, there's the funding for um, funding a film. You know, if you're making a movie, there's funding for TV shows. There's mm -hmm. funding for digital series. There's funding to attend a festival. There's funding for professional development. So there's many streams of funding. But I think what this question always says to me is like, there's such a need in our community to understand the different ways that funding works. And I don't think, um, while I think that especially the Canada you know, funds or the provincial funds or the citywide funds are accessible and they have accessibility mandates, Mm -hmm. if I have to find you to ask you to be accessible, we've missed a step in my opinion. Oh. If you want us to apply for your programs, you need to find us because systemically we have been kept out of your spaces. So why would we think we could go there? 
So I think when it comes to funding sources, if you can call them, ask them a thousand questions, ask them a hundred times, that's their job. Their job is to answer your questions. And if they get frustrated and, you know, I've had numerous experiences um, because of my disabilities where I like lose something or I misplace something or I don't write something down correctly. And so I have to ask for clarification. It takes a lot of courage to ask the same question three times. Um, yeah. and not everyone can do that. Not everyone um, is comfortable with that. So I think when it comes to the funding process, it can seem really daunting and it can seem really complicated, but there are a lot of people who want to help. And so it really is about um, finding the real abilities, finding the space that you folks have as well. And just write like I half of my job is helping people find people. Huh. It's it's someone reaching out to me and saying, we need a black deaf person who can do a musical interpretation of a band. And I'm like, you want Gaytree. And then I, you know what I mean? Like that's most of my job is actually connections. And I think funding is the same way. A lot of people come to me and say, how can I get my thing funded? And then I just kind of direct them onto the right people. So I think just um, reaching yeah. out to, to the spaces and like the disability screen office, that's a huge resource. That's great. That's a great huge resource of funding. <laughs> I am sure there are many people who would love to know how they can submit their films to the festival. Can you describe that process? Yeah, absolutely. So we opened up submissions November 30th of this year, and we will be closing them by January 15th in 2024. Um, once you go to the Real Abilities website, you can just click uh, submit and it'll bring you to either Film Freeway, where you can upload your film and apply to multiple festivals, but we'll also have a, an option for you to just apply directly to us. Um, and there will be options there for folks if they want to do a phone call, a Zoom application, um, if they need deaf interpretation for that application, um, we'll have a fully accessible submission process and there's no cost to the submission. So it's all free if there's any questions, but and Instagram, of course, we'll post it. You can click on the link, all the social medias were there. Some people are, are gonna look forward to the, to the event, how they can submit their films to the festival. Definitely. We hope. Yep. Hope so too. Yeah. Can you tell us and the listeners about any upcoming events? Absolutely. So on the 21st of November, we have a sit down comedy show coming up. Um, that is going to be in Toronto, but you can attend it online as well. And so I will be hosting it. So you will hear my voice and see my face. Um, and so we have five incredible deaf or disabled comedians um, who are going to be coming up for that. And so that's a partnership between Real Abilities Toronto and the Disability Collective, who are incredible folks. Um, Emily and Nathan run that organization. Um, and they do a lot of work with Just for Laughs and the Fringe Festival of Toronto in helping them make sure that their spaces and their programs are accessible. And they do all kinds of great work. So this is one of the events that they're having um, and we're, we're co-presenting it with them. And so I'll be there pretending to be funny while I introduce the actual funny people. So that'll be a really good time. And then in December, I'm not sure of the date right now. I don't think we've um, 
set a date, but we will have a Christmas market. Um, we do one in the summer and we do one in the winter every year. And it's the disability Christmas market. So all of the vendors are from community. And we did one in the summer. And I think, I can't remember what Emily said, but I feel like she said there was at least a thousand people who came through the market that day. Um, and so we're gonna have um, a film screening of different films by disabled artists at the same time. So you can get your cocoa and sit down and watch a movie. Um, or you can just look at what the various artisans have, but that's, it's Toronto centric. The event is actually in Toronto, but those are the two events that will wrap us out for uh, 2023. Oh, right. Yeah. Comedy is also interesting. Is there anything else you'd like to add today? Um, I don't think so. I think that, um, I'm always encouraging people to reach out, to get in touch, to find us on our socials. Um, I want to know what people need and what people want. If people tell me the, pro, you know, if 50 people write me and I'll say, we want a workshop on um, fundraising, then we'll make one. If 50 people write me and say, we want a workshop on cinematography, we'll make one. Um, I'm constantly looking for community members and what they want and need. And I'm hoping that um, being here with you folks today, that there'll be some people listening to this who maybe don't know about the festival. Um, and can apply for some of our programs. And so the application to submit a film and um, the film just needs to either be by or about disabled or deaf community um, is November 30th. And then um, in the new year, we'll be opening up the applications again for the pitch competition, the mentorship programs, and probably a little bit more, but TBD as the, as the kids say on that one. Huh. Yeah, one more question. How can people get in touch with you or real abilities? And what is your website? That is a wonderful question. I always say the wrong one. So give me two seconds. The Real Abilities Film Festival Toronto is R-A-F-F-T-O. So Real Abilities Film Festival Toronto dot C-A. And so oh. if you go there, then you can just take contacts. You can see all of the wonderful programs that we have. Um, you can find us on social media at Real Abilities Toronto or Real Abilities TO, all one word. Um, we're on that all the time. And that way, if you follow us on social media, you'll see when, um, when the different things are open and the different deadlines. Okay. Yep. So I think that's all the, for the, all the questions we have. Amazing. Thank you so much for your time. Yep. It's a pleasure to have you on, Laura. Thank you. You as well. Take care. Yep. That was Laura Campbell from Real Abilities Film Festival. Days was talking about the Real Abilities Film Festival and their programs. My name is John, and thank you for listening into Accessible Airwaves on CJSW 90.9 FM.